Well, here we are, week 17, getting you ready for the gigantic slate on prize picks in the NFL. Myself, Emac, is in the house here. Don't worry, Emac and Tyler is producing. Prize Picks is here for you, and they've done a bunch of cool things with us on Awesomeo, including matching your first deposit. Click that link below up to $100 and our own little spin on it. You may find these promo codes elsewhere, but nobody's giving away one free month of Awesomeo Plus Platinum on top of that. So make sure you click that link below. Emac, we're winding down, my friend. Final couple of weeks of the regular season. So I know, like always, like each and every week, you dive deep and find the best really margin that we can work with from our own projections to what happens on prize picks. Happy new year, by the way. Thank you. Happy new year to you as well. I had a nice, nice little night there with the old college football. I was just playing a, a handful of uh, teams to reach a milestone and I ended up winning a tournament. I was like, really the one week I've wow. it's like, yeah, whatever. So, Wait a I second. Mean, do we it's have any for, um, music or any applause or anything here for you? Like, did you warn no. Tyler of this ahead of time? No, no, no. I, these are nothing. I like, I wouldn't even send that into the Osmo Hall of Fame. It wasn't that big. Hey, a win uh, is a win. Let the Osmo Hall of Fame determine whether or not it's worthy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll go from there. We'll go from there. But uh, yeah, we got, I see we have some uh, questions in chat already. Will McNeil says, are these guys ever actually right first time watching the Osmo show? Look at this. Check it out. We're going to show you some. Some excellent tools. We've done a ton of legwork for you, but we're also going to show you the tools that can help you do the legwork. If you don't like uh, our takes, uh, that's perfectly fine, but right. we're going to do all the heavy lifting for you and give you uh, some free ways that you too can ex excel on prize picks. Absolutely. And the beauty of it is for someone like Will, who is brand new to watching this show, Let's assume, right, that you're new to all of prize picks. Now you can get the benefit of both. You can sign up at prize picks with that link below. You're going to get that deposit match. But more importantly, you're going to get one free month of Awesome o Plus Platinum. So you can use the tools alongside everything you do, especially at prize picks. So we bounce around. We usually start with passing yards. We usually start with quarterbacks. Doesn't mean that rushing yards is only going to be running backs. And I wonder if there will be a return. But <laughs> Beyond Jalen Hurts, whether or not he makes the show this week, Emac, let's start with quarterbacks and where you found some value with passers. All right. So we've got two here uh, that stand out at the top. First one's going to be Tom Brady at the New York Jets. Right now, the Jets are uh, 29th with the rushing DVOA, last with passing DVOA. Price picks has a 275 and a half line here for Tom Brady. Osmo is projecting him for 305 yards. That's a 70% chance that he exceeds the 275 yards. Brady is leading the league in touchdowns and uh, passing yards per game. Yeah. The only questions we have, Chris Godwin is out for the year with a torn ACL. Uh, Antonio Brown uh, was excellent last week. However, he has not, he did not practice Thursday or Friday with an ankle issue. I suspect he's going to play uh, that. That doesn't have me overly concerned. And then Mike Evans came out of the COVID protocol only to not practice because he has a hamstring issue. That one I'm not sure of, but we've still got Gronkowski. Of course, no Leonard Fournette, uh, and they, but uh, we've got Ronald Jones. We've got Cam Bright. You know what? Uh, let's just say Antonio Brown. Gronk, uh, Cambrate, Ronald Jones. That sounds like a vast majority of 
uh, pass catcher Brady's worked with his entire career, yep. he will be able to prop them up. So this is a really, a really good opportunity here. Uh, Tampa Bay really needs to keep winning here. Um, they're going to make the playoffs and all that, but th- with everybody missing, um, just anything they can do to cushion things uh, should be uh, is gravy at this point. Um, but what? But but for me, I think this is probably my number one play. I, I'm just shocked that at 275, this number is there. The only thing I was thinking about with the 275 is if maybe the books were trying to play off of prize picks, the books trying to play off of the blowout factor that is mm-hmm. very clearly in effect here. I will say, however, that and, and this is the old counter to that, which is Tom Brady may only need two and a half quarters to get to that 300 number to get over that odd shopper loves the I know you mentioned he's out the last two days of practice, but the projection on odd shopper for Antonio Brown is ninety three point eight yards. So if he's going to have that much damage in the air, I have no problem tailing your play here on Tom Brady makes total sense. Just this seems like a basic one here. Um, The next one we have is Dak Prescott. So price picks has him for two sixty eight and a half. Yeah. Osmo has him for 292.4. Most books have this at 275 to 278, and that is a 60% win rate here. So this is probably closer to 65%. The Arizona defense, Aton, the only people that they haven't faced a quarterback are me and you in the last <laughs> couple of, of weeks. Uh, Carson Wentz, Jared yep. Goff, stop me when I get to somebody good. Andy Dalton, Russell Wilson. Wait a second. Wentz isn't bad this year. Yeah, whatever. Russell Wilson and the thumb, uh, or I guess yeah. the finger. Uh, yeah, Cam all Newton, the other guys, terrible. I give you that, including PJ Walker, yep. uh, Matt Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo. But uh, if we go back a little Garoppolo's farther, bad. Case Keenum, Baker Mayfield, they've played just cream puff quarterbacks. Prescott is averaging over his last six games, just shy of 41 passing uh, passing attempts per game. It just wasn't all coming together. It did last week on Sunday Night Football when they destroyed the Washington football team um, yeah. when he had four touchdowns and 330 yards. And his backup came in to two for three for 70 yards and, and a touchdown. The point being with Prescott, the volume is there. The running game, little untrustworthy. And Arizona has just not seen good quarterbacks. So I feel pretty comfortable that he's going to flirt with 300 yards. That's well above the mark um, uh, that Price Picks has. So those are those, yeah. these two. I feel very confident on. No, nah, look, I agree. The, the pathway for Dak is definitely there, and they're not dealing with you know anything significant at all that would be major absences, right? And it's not like this game flow that we have projected where both Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard are going to each run for 100 yards and really limit what Dallas is going to do in the air. I I think, yeah, I'm with you. This is a great game script for Dak and the Callis and and the Callis, the Cowboys offense, as I try to put two words together. And look at that margin. You know, you found just under 30 yards difference there. So that's fantastic, Emac. Yeah, those the, uh, there's no, that, that one's just like, here you go. Not, nothing mo- uh, much to say besides those two. Yeah, but real quick. And I saw this on your note and I was looking at it as well on Odd Shopper, which is another great free tool for you out there to use alongside everything. Constantly referenced on the prize picks video. Did one this morning for the NBA. You have Odd Shopper there that you can use. That's a free tool. Just match it up with whatever you're looking at on prize picks. But even the books, I mean, the books have it is, is you have it here, 275 to 278. So you're getting a seven to 10 yard difference, 
even at prize picks and you don't have to pay anything. You don't have to lay any extra juice on there to get the benefit of 10 yards in your favor. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what makes it uh, easier there for us on prize picks. It's binary. It's yes or no. You don't have to worry yes. about things Love shading it. one way or the other, but that's also why you'll see them sort of take a stand. It's not that their uh, player props or, or, or projections here are off from the rest of their market, but that's where they're baking in their, right. their probability is all. But uh, these, these again, are, it's very important. Uh, see, someone was asking, you know, how, you know, what are the strategies, best time to take lines early in the week or later? It kind of depends. College football, pretty soft. You want to take those earlier in the week. You listen throughout the season to Matt Gajewski and Ben Ross in midweek uh, talking about those. Uh, of course, that season's over, but those were good early in the week. Football, not so much. Uh, a lot of times they aren't going to release on prize picks anyway. They're not going to release these. If players are questionable or what, what have you, they're not going to put the numbers up because what they everybody's doing parlay cards, right? This is how right. it works here. We pick two, three, four, or five. Uh, uh, questions on our card. The only rule is you got to pick players from multiple teams and you got to pick players. You can't use the same player in a question twice on the same card. So if we like Tom Brady's passing yards over and Tom Brady's uh, fantasy points over, we'd have to make a separate card to use both those at once. But the reason they don't want to put anything up there that's iffy, they don't want you stuck with that in your card. That ruins the experience. So like they have, uh, with all the COVID and all the stuff like that, they have not been releasing these quite as early as they were uh, at the beginning of the season. But that's no problem. We have over a dozen different sports out there every day they have first half and second half cards that you can put together in, in nba and, and in football uh, you can do same game uh for the showdown slates or the last game of the night for nba so there's plenty of flexibility there this isn't as much about they're not trying to put one by you they want you to have a good user right. experience and in fact if you get a tie because we're going to talk uh, about a couple here where where we a tie is a potential outcome all that does on your card you don't invalidate the entire card it just is a tie and it just bumps you down one level and the rest of your card goes on. So that's nice to see as well. Cause God, what do we see every, every weekend, but at least once or twice on Twitter, you get a screenshot of some book canceling somebody's sure. six leg parlay. Cause something, something gets tied or whatever, right. right. Especially right. If it's the same game parlay it could happen. And a lot of those rules are loose, right. And open to interpretation on books. We've all been bit at some point because one book has a much looser interpretation of what happens, what can cancel versus what can void, meaning that it's still live. So you're right here on prize picks. And that's why we always love those flat numbers, right? There are plenty of bets here with hooks that you're going to see 275 and a half. But other sports, as you can combine them throughout on prize picks, I mean, my goodness, you can create an NHL, a boxing NBA first half level ticket here, parlay ticket. But whenever you have, you see a lot of these flatter numbers as well, where pushes are always in play. So there's a benefit to you from that standpoint as well. All right, my friend, let's hit some running backs here, at least some rushing yards. I'll leave that open to interpretation for you. Let's start with guys on the ground and see where you found a couple of pretty wide gaps to attack. All right. First one's going to be Sony Michelle at Baltimore. Uh, 65 and a half rushing yards is the prize picks number. Osmo has uh, Michelle projected as the highest running back yardage to rushing total of the week at 101.6. That is a massive difference. That's a 70% uh, win probability there for Michelle. Remember that uh, uh, Daryl Henderson Jr. is out. Now, the one wrinkle in all of this, Cam Akers could be back, 
Mm-hmm. We don't, I, I, we don't know to what level, et cetera, that he will, are they going to work him in, et cetera. But you still got to think Sony Michelle is in line for some reasonable um, carries, uh, at least even if he's sharing the backfield. And the other thing you want to remember is Baltimore, they are sixth against uh, the, in rushing DVOA. They're 30th in past DVOA, but the DVOA, don't want to stumble over that. But they also had half of their defense out last week. Most everybody's back, but they're all coming back with various degrees of of conditioning from being out for two weeks now, uh, being in the health and safety protocol. So to me, this all kinds of aligns that maybe the 100 is a little aggressive if Cam Akers is going to play. uh, But if he does not play, perfectly fine. And I think that 60, 60 to 70 rushing yards is perfectly fine for Michelle as well. All right. So beyond and, and again, the gap there is significant from what we have projected on site versus what you can attack on prize picks. Let's keep that going here. Where else did you find anybody else on the ground? Sure. Uh, David Montgomery versus the New York Giants. Great matchup. 67 and a half yards on prize picks, just shy of 90 rushing yards here for Osimo. Uh, That's a two-thirds likelihood of success. The Giants are 27th in DVOA against the run 17th against the pass. They are missing their left defensive end, their backup, uh, their key rotational player Shelton is out and their nose tackle is questionable. They have allowed 120 or more rushing yards in three of their last four. And we've just seen heavy volume going to uh, David Montgomery down the stretch here. I think that continues. I like him for what 15 to 20 carries uh, probably in the upper teens. To me, that seems pretty reasonable. He should flirt with 100 yards, but uh, we only need him to get 68. Yeah, and, and again, the matchup here from even a DFS standpoint, this guy stands out as a great opportunity to to pivot any of the bigger backs, especially from a, a cost standpoint. The same is going to play out here on the props, and I think a lot of that is correlated that maybe people don't really recognize, which is if you've identified and it's not always chicken before the egg. Sometimes it's one before the other. But right. If you recognize a great option, like a pivot option, that's not a punt that you're paying, you know, the cheapest cost on a DFS slate. But somebody like Montgomery, who may not be right there at the top, that has a good cost. Chances are that their player prop, that they're over under for whatever it is, in this case, rushing yards, Emac, is going to reflect a far more favorable number. So if you've identified him in that other realm, come here and you see it. Clearly, our projections on Awesome will agree with it as well. I'm surprised. A 67 and a half against that Giants defense, it seems like a glitch. I can't imagine that stays there. It's Saturday, January 1st in the afternoon when we're doing this show. So technically we have, you know, less than 24 hours. I can't imagine that this stays at 67 and a half, right? No, I, and it's the other thing about price picks is they are not static with their lines. They will move them. They don't move them nearly as often as a sports book. Um, and I, I see one of our, our viewers here, Nick is, is pointing out some key things about price picks. Um, yes, we're kind of simplifying some of the things that we're saying here uh, about price picks and how they compare to the sports books. The other thing that, uh, that and, and yes, of course, the odds are always going to be in the favor of these companies, right? That there's yeah. just no way around it, right? This is just like going to Vegas, right? But here's the other things you want to know. Price Picks is constantly doing um, uh, deposit bonuses, uh, mm-hmm. such as what you can get from us. They're always doing, like last night, if you hit any five-leg parlay, they turned all of their five-leg cards into flex payouts, meaning you could get paid out if you got three, four, or five. And if you That's got awesome. five on any one of them, 
they gave you a 12 times your pay and bonus. So it was 22 to one on a five instead That's of really 10 cool. One. Yeah. So just saying they, the they are Tuesdays, you know, we have every Tuesday yeah. you have that reduced cost on somebody there with that. You yeah, can also so, put in. So they're, they're doing a thing. And the other thing to remember about price picks, they're available in, in more States than you can have sports wagering because they've turned this parlay thing into a fantasy sports game. Right. So they're, you know, big fees, whatever work out to actually quite a bit less than, um, than the 16% we're paying on DraftKings and FanDuel for the GPPs. So these are all good, valid points here. Um, and, and I appreciate him laying out some nice things there in chat for us as well, for people that are new to this, to read yeah. along. Cause there's, these are complicated, uh, uh, things here. So, so yes, we're, we're spoon feeding everybody just a little bit here, just a little bit, but, uh, but look, it's, it's a newer concept for people. It's not something that's been ingrained in their day to day, like DFS or even betting, depending on where it may be legal or illegal to place a sports wager. And to your point, prize picks is here. And while they've simplified the over under game, the concept of it may be different or new to people. So absolutely, we want to make sure that we cast a wide net, not just the prize pick vets that are coming in here waiting to get whatever you have. It's people that are brand new to prize picks as well, man. All right, let's let's look. You and I were talking about Michael Carter ahead of time because I yes. immediately sorted by expected win on Odd Shopper to keep up with all of your plays today. And I was blown away. I said it. I was blown away that Alex has him double the receiving yards versus what I can get on the book. I'm pretty sure prize picks has a pretty good attack here as well. Yeah, so this one I, I I dug in a fair amount, and I do on a lot of these, but uh, I, I went a little deeper because I said 16 and a half yards here for prize picks. Osmo's saying 32.4. That's almost double. Now it's still just a 75% because he's got to get those, those 16 and a half, and, and he hasn't in a lot of games, but he's been hurt, et cetera. Over their last eight games, Tampa has allowed 12 different running backs, so many games, more than one, 12 different running backs to get at least 12 receiving yards. Michael Carter's going to get a few pass attempts or a few uh, targets. We've got to think from his quarterback, they're going to be under pressure. They're going to be looking to dump things off. Yeah. I'm willing to roll the dice on this one. We really need him to get three catches, I guess uh, probably could do it with two, but three will get us there. That feels relatively comfortable. I think he's going to see probably six or seven targets would be my guess. Yeah. And at that point, you know, it goes back to what somebody was mentioning earlier. I think it was Steven Leibowitz right about, Zach Wilson in that game where the expectation is that they're down. They're going to be throwing Carter, getting a lot of looks in the past game just because they're down by 17, 27, what have you doesn't take him off the field or really out of the game plan. So yeah, I think you could probably correlate both of those, but when you look at where we are on site, this seems like a slant and you're getting two less yards than the book on top of that. Yeah, that's that's the other uh, bonus there. This next one, I, I'm turning the, I'm turning this around to you. Oh, yeah, putting pressure on me here. I, Quez, I Quez Watkins. Yes, I need I need boots on the ground. Quez Watkins. Okay, twenty four and a half yards. Osmo has him for thirty four. That's a sixty seven percent likelihood of success. Over his last four games, he's seeing about three targets per game. Essentially, we're betting on two catches. He is averaging fifteen yards per catch this season. Do you think this is a viable one? Because God only knows what Jalen Hurts is going to do. Uh, but this team he is playing this week, two weeks ago, allowed him 296 passing yards. I'd like to think Quez Watkins can get 25 yards 
Is this, how do you feel about that? You, you know more about the, the I'm going to say, you know more about the receiver's room than I do, Aton. No, I, I think <laughs> a, a lot of this is the numbers game, right? And just looking at the books, neither one of these guys in PA on the books are projected to go over 200 yards, at least on their numbers, right? It's 199 and a half for Hertz, 197 and a half for Heineke. So that definitely spells out what we've seen, which is a lot of running, a lot of running. I am concerned that the Eagles may not have enough bodies in the backfield. Like, I don't know what to get out of Jordan Howard if he's even going to play. I don't believe what's coming out of there, that he's improving, et cetera. It might just be Boston Scott and a banged up Kenny Gainwell. If Jordan Howard is out, this, I think, is a slam dunk in the sense of they're just going to have to throw uncomfortably more than they want to. It's just going to be that they're not going to ask Jalen Hurts in a playoff rush here race. Part of me to rush for, you know, 25, 30 times. So to answer your question, Emac, yeah, I have no problem with this because I think Rager is still getting targeted to some extent, but he's starting to fall out of favor. You're always going to have to deal with Dallas Goddard, but right. Devonte Smith's volatility, even when he's getting targeted, doesn't necessarily transfer over into, into yardage. If there was a game where I would bet on Quez Watkins in the last couple of weeks and even into the playoffs, it would be this one here against Washington. I don't want to take my chances against Dallas or into the postseason. So this is really it. Yeah, I think this is really it at this point. You know, they don't even have longest reception on the board for him anymore because it's it's a slam dunk, as you said, really only needs two grabs for this. So I like it. All right. Uh, interceptions are next here, Eitan. So we've got four four guys uh, that are available for the selections. You got to get more than half an interception, which means the likely you have to get one interception. So we have Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Matt Stafford, and Ryan Tannehill. Osmo has all of these guys projected for at least 0.8 or more interceptions per game or interceptions in this week, wow. that means it's a valid 70% chance likelihood that it'll occur in this game. I felt that was a bit high. So I went and looked at two other projection sites that I subscribed to. Yeah. They had them higher than Osimo did, which surprised me even more because one of them is wow. a relatively conservative site. And they had one, one oh, I forget which one of the four they had at 1.02. They had one at 0.94. And then the others were about the same as where we were. I was just like, Oh my God. So then I said, all right, well, I, now I need to go dig more because we're right. putting our money down on this. So <laughs> Burrow has no interceptions in his last three games, but he does have four multi-interception games. Kansas City has picked off uh, the opposing quarterback in 10 straight and in 12 of 15. Okay, okay. that feels like it. there's a good ball's going to be in there. Right? That feels pretty good. Justin Herbert going against Denver. Um, uh, Herbert has uh, thrown interceptions in eight of his last 10. And Denver has picked the ball off seven of their last eight. So these are just frequency occurrences. That, that to me feels pretty good. Matt Stafford, uh, Baltimore, this is the hard one. Baltimore okay. only has six interceptions on the entire season. The risk. I like it, though. I it's like, definitely yeah. a risk. Yeah. Stafford does have nine interceptions in his last seven games, though. <laughs> it's a heavy juice to the over, by the way. Yeah. Just to look at it comparatively, I know there's no juice per se on each pick on prize picks, but here in PA Stafford over a half interception is minus one thirty, So you're not getting any break at all. And there's a pretty significant lean, at least from the books that that could happen. And that's to the point of any concern about what you raised with the Ravens secondary. So yeah, everybody thinks, Oh, you can torch the Ravens secondary, etc. I like that. It's a risk, but I like it. Right. And then uh, Tannehill against Miami. Yeah. Uh, Dolphins have uh, picks in six of their last eight. 
So he was he was the least likely uh, for me to get there. But uh, he's got another prop that I, I I liked for him. It was anytime touchdowns. His is one point five. Osmo has him projected for one point four six passing touchdowns and point two one rushing touchdowns because he does I think he has six or seven on the year uh so he gets them without Henry uh and even with Henry he gets some as well but that uh, gets him up to about a 70 percent chance of uh getting two touchdowns in some form or fashion so I kind of liked his there on that one but these interception ones you could mix and match these you could take three any three of the four and just rotate them all through putting them together put it in a flex play and and if you hit two out of the three you'll get a little bit uh, of this but now i will say the last time i i did went heavy on the interceptions all three of the quarterbacks that i recommended did not throw an interception that day so it, these are outcomes i want to be fully transparent here but <laughs> these are outcomes. yes but you're using a lot of numbers here that make a lot of sense especially based off of what we have on awesome and what the books are reflecting with sides so it's not like you just pulled it right out of your ear by any means all right we wind down here, right? Final couple of minutes. I know you have some fantasy points, including I see another eagle on there, but the anytime touchdowns are the big time favorites here because you can also take these and play these anywhere, be it prize picks or elsewhere. Exactly. And that that's what's sort of helpful on these. So Sony Michelle at Baltimore. Again, we got to see what's going on with the with the health of the team. But but he is uh, Osmo has him about a 65 percent chance, about a 60 percent chance for a rushing touchdown, 10 percent chance for a receiving touchdown. Uh, Ronald Jones, kind of a similar numbers there going against the Jets. We know that backfield is is uh, relatively limited at uh, this point. So maybe he'll he'll have a shot at getting one. Alvin Kamara. Everything's going to go through him. Taysom Hill is back. Uh, he's in that similar boat, about 50% chance for a rushing, uh, 11% chance for a receiving, which gets him just over the edge. And then I already mentioned Tannehill uh, for his, for over one and a half. Yeah, Tannehill, right. As, as far as just fantasy points in general, oh, pardon me, as far as uh, anytime TD, that one and a half, and then looking at it for where we have on projections. All right, man, this has been fantastic. Anything else? That, we'll sit, look, real quick, we'll do yes. the we'll do the fantasy points. Got just, it. Just fast. Tyreek Hill. It's full PPR for Prize Picks. There is no yardage bonus, but Tyreek Hill. Uh, they have him at sixteen. Osmo has him at twenty point five fantasy points. I looked at two other sites. They both had him just over twenty. One was at twenty one and a half. So that's a pretty good number. Uh, David Montgomery. Uh, I like the rushing yards a little bit better, but we know he's going to get some passes as well. If he gets in the end zone, uh, right. that would be interesting. Uh, Price picks has him at 17 and a half. Osmo has him at 20.5. And then finally, your guy, Jalen Hurts. I can't put him on the rushing prop because, uh, as you mentioned, playoffs are coming here. They don't, they don't need him uh, dinged up. But even though he only got 38 rushing yards against this vaunted uh, Washington defense. He did rush for two touchdowns against yes, them and had 296 passing yards. So I said, Hey, let's look at his overall fantasy points. He he's going to run if they're in the red zone. There's no question about that, but uh, we're not going to see 60. I would not, it's not likely we see those 60, 70, 80 yard games like we did earlier in the season, but awesome has him for 21.3 uh, fantasy points. Price picks has him at 18. So I like all of those as well. That's a great point there with Hertz because even if he's not running by design between the 20s or 30s, he is definitely the ultimate touchdown vulture this year for anybody in that backfield. Just look at Miles Sanders stat line <laughs> when it comes to rushing yards there. Emac, hope you enjoy the rest of your New Year's weekend. I'm sure you're still celebrating, right? Keeping the party going. 
Oh, absolutely. Got, got two more articles to write tonight, two articles tomorrow, three articles for tomorrow and a show tomorrow. So it's That's lots of fun here. Busy man. The EMAC. <laughs> busy man. All right. Look at that. And thanks again to everybody else out there. Hit that thumbs up, please. If you haven't already, take advantage. Claim what we have below for you on that link. We're going to get one free month of Awesome Plus Platinum for signing up. And you're going to get that deposit match up to $100 that you can put to work immediately here, fresh off of this show. Thanks to Tyler producing. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a happy, healthy New Year. Enjoy it.